Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. We're back with Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here on Israel News Talk Radio. Lighten up is the show. And across the pond, as he says, my handsome host from the Holy Land, Mr. Matt Zucker, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen and everyone. Thanks for joining us. I forgot to mention that I'm Steve Miller. I forgot to say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Another crazy, crazy week. (sighs) <sighs> anyway, how was your weekend? Uh, it was great, actually. I uh, Last week, so last week I mentioned I, was, I went down to Florida. So I was in Florida um, to, as I like to call it, DeSantis land. The land, last free state in America, right? Yeah. Although One it's other. not, although it's, you know, it's not, uh, it's pretty, uh, there's no real hassle here anymore. But, you know, they lifted the mandate, the federal, the FCC or the FCC. Is that the FCC? Or not the radio. FAA. Oh, the FAA. OK, I knew it was one of them F's. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you don't have to wear a mask anymore in the plane or the airports or anything. So it was great. And I and I refused to fly. It was my first time being on an airplane in two years. And uh, and I wasn't going to go on this trip. My daughter is a competitive cheerleader. So we were going down for like the uh, worldwide championships at ESPN uh, studios um, where she was competing in a competitive cheer against all these teams all over the world, like Britain, Canada, of course, the United States and Japan. I saw Japan there, which was great. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder, does Israel have a, a cheerleading team? I was like, where's Israel? Why aren't they representative in competitive cheer? I don't know if we do. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> okay. Well, it was great. But, uh, you know, about 20% of the plane was wearing masks. And the people that sit next to me, they walk in with their masks. They take wipes out. They start wiping down the whole, the seat, the trays, the seat belts, everything around me. They sit next to me. And then when the plane takes off, they take off their masks. Because, that's, you know, science. Yeah, I mean, so you wipe down everything. You're wearing your mask. But, but during the actual plane, you uh, take off the mask. It was crazy. But, uh, anyway, got a lot of crazy stories for you guys. So uh, stick around. And we'll be right back. How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom, I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Lighten Up, everybody, right here on Israel News Talk Radio. 
uh, Matt Zucker here in the Holy Land, and my partner in crime, Stephen Miller, is uh, in an undisclosed location somewhere <laughs> in Galut. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hey, listen, um, let's say hello to our listeners out there. Now, I don't have a, the actual list of people who are actually listening, um, but I'm going to just make it up <laughs> based on every week. And, of course, the United States of China, Canada, Australia. Hey, I got a story about Australia rabbis, so listen up, Australia. And uh, hopefully Moldova is listening again. <laughs> anyway, who's ever listening? Hello! <laughs> Whoever's listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> Toda roba. So listen, I have oh. to tell you, this story, it was like, you know, last week was such a slow news week. I was saying to my wife, I guess it was like Thursday, I'm like, I have nothing. I, have not, I don't know what we're going to talk about Monday, I don't know. And then... God gave us a gift. <laughs> okay. An American family who was hiking in the Golan, yeah. right, which is the north of Israel in the mountains region, um, and uh, found a souvenir there that caused quite a commotion when they tried to get it out of the country. They found an unexploded artillery round. <laughs> what? Just laying on the ground? Laying on the ground, you know, it's so it was a dud. So basically, the cannon or tank, wherever it's shot from, sends the projectile. Yeah. Downrange, it hits the ground, no boom. It just sits there. And so this family thought that that was really cool. Let's take it home. What? <laughs> what? How big is that? I mean, how, where do you put that in a duffel bag? Or and you put it in your suitcase. You put it in your suitcase until security scans it and finds it. I mean, I, they they wound up uh, evacuating the airport. <laughs> when did this happen? I think it was. Uh, I want to say it was Thursday night. I think they, I forget. It was like were, it was crazy. So so they give the evacuation order, and things have been so dicey here, and you know, kind of weird in Israel. It yeah. caused a panic, and people started like, "Thank God, no one got hurt." But people were like lying on the ground, running for the doors. It was. <laughs> Did they set off an alarm? Like, how do people in the airport know that two they, schmucks from America brought back a a, a missile? <laughs> they 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 made an announcement. <laughs> they made Panic an announcement. at the airport as U.S. family tries to board plane with souvenir artillery shell. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine that announcement? Uh, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Bengoyan Airport. Please, uh, we, no, do not remain calm. But we found two stupid Americans who tried to bring home a missile. And it's in the airport, and we're not sure if it, it is going to go off. But don't panic and remain calm. <laughs> and everyone was freaking out in the airport? Did they shut freaking down? Freaking out. Yeah, they, they evacuated the airport. It was like chaos. Who were these people? I, were, they, were they American Jews? They were Americans. Were they Jews? I don't know. Let's say no. <laughs> Excuse me, mister. We're going to bring this back and show it to our uh, reform synagogue. <laughs> oh, you know where they should bring that missile? To the Philadelphia Jewish Museum. Remember? You did that. Oh, right. They, they Put it with the chair. <laughs> exactly. The chair that was thrown at a terrorist. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. 
That so, is a crazy. That is so insane. How dumb are you? So, is, so, so, uh, the authorities said the family brought the shell in their luggage to Ben Gurion International Airport. In their uh, luggage. apparently as a souvenir. And when they arrived to check their luggage, they showed the piece of the shell to security, and uh, then the evacuation ensued. <laughs> Um, excuse me, uh, is this okay? I can bring this, right? Does this go past uh, TSA? Oh, my God. Did they get, like, jumps swarmed by Israeli SWAT? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I have no idea. But, uh, like, wow. um, like, one person got hurt because uh, it says here, a 32-year-old Israeli man climbed onto the luggage conveyor belt, ran on top of it, and fell down. So he, well, he, he got... He was he trying was, to escape? Yeah. Well, he was yeah, because, I mean, it was like, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, remember Animal House? I was just going to say that. Remain yes. calm. All <laughs> is well. All is well. It was Kevin Bacon, and then That's he gets right. trampled. <laughs> That's exactly. Wow. That's exactly what it reminded me of. But here's, here's, the, here's the best part. Uh, it, it gets better? <laughs> the ending of the article is just so – because there was a couple of different – it was in a lot of different papers. But um, – this is the ending of the article in, in the Times of Israel. The family was allowed to board the plane back to the United States after a short investigation, the authorities said. They were not allowed to take the shell with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so let me get this straight. So they cause almost, uh, you know, an international uh, scene uh, or at least a national scene, uh, you know, trying to bring a missile on a plane, and then they still let them go. That's how nice the Jews are. You said it's okay. Come on. We oh, know maybe they can. were. Maybe they were Muslim. <laughs> Probably. Like a Jew would have been put in jail, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> what I want to know is, like, were they on some tour and they're walking around and just this missiles laying around? Like, were they just hiking? Or uh, it's just, I imagine it's they were just. I imagine they were just hiking because I can't imagine any tour operator would allow that on the bus. That is just insane. Well, look, you've been here. You drive by. There's minefield signs up north in a lot of places. Yeah. I was here in, what was it, 1978 with my Boy Scout troop and some. <laughs> some Boy Scouts? Yeah. What Boy Scout troop goes to Israel? There was a sing. My synagogue had a Boy Scout troop and we had a re relationship like, a, you know, with the Israeli Scouts and the Israeli Scouts would come to visit us. And one summer we came to Israel and one of the morons in my troop, you know, we're up in the Golan and we're on, um, you know, and. Barbed wire fences that tell you there's questions in minefield. He starts picking up rocks and throwing them. <laughs> was this to get your uh, Jew badge? <laughs> I don't think they have a Jew badge. I don't it, know. It, I haven't been a Boy Scout for a long time, but you get badges and you have to accomplish certain things. So you you got your Jew badge from going to Israel. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, you were a Boy Scout. Uh, well, for a short period. Well, I didn't. It didn't agree with me. Like the you, yeah. what did it give you? Uh, diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I didn't like the uniforms. You had to wear like, like this, I didn't like the uniforms. I didn't like the uniforms. <laughs> well, you're really, uh, you're a difficult person, aren't you? You won't. I don't, wear, I'm not joining because this uniform sucks. <laughs> I didn't like the marching in a straight line, and the, <laughs> it was like. The, it's like a oh lot of rules, God. man. There was a lot of rules, and I just didn't, oh, I just didn't like it. Not to mention the fact – I will tell you, I, I, I had friends who were in normal troops that I had kind of you know, envied, but my scoutmasters were insane. You know, my, my parents will hear my brother and I tell stories now, and they're like, why didn't you guys tell us this when you were kids? We would have pulled you right out of that troop. 
I'm like, oh, tell you what stories. They're making me wear a uniform, mom. They're making me march and be disciplined. Wait, you know <laughs> no, what the was? scout the scout leaders were like nuts too. They were like, I don't know, Jews and scouting. Just it was like oil and water, man. <laughs> did, the, did the head scout ever invite you into his tent late at night? <laughs> no, but we used to have to. We we used to ride ride around this old beat up jalopy yellow school bus, man. And he had this uh, big Lincoln. <laughs> Continental town car, and the guy like had narcolepsy, and someone always had to go with him. Like, <laughs> someone always had to go with him and ride shotgun to make sure he didn't fall asleep. Get out of here! You're making that up. <laughs> I am not making it up. I am not making it up. You're your head scout master had narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, wake up. That's the, that's the type of stuff that my mom goes, why didn't you tell us when you were kids? So I said, I don't know, mom. You, you sent us there. We figured it was normal. <laughs> oh, my God, Matt. That story. That is awesome. <laughs> no wonder you quit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You're well, anti you know, really here's, a, here's a funny story. So my father didn't wouldn't let me quit. Right. You shouldn't. You know, you have to do you complete things. You don't quit things. You don't right, want to be right. a quitter. Right. right. You, you yeah. see it through. Uh I mean, my brother became an Eagle Scout, you know. So anyway, I I couldn't quit, so I I, I got myself I got myself thrown out. <laughs> oh, how'd you do that? How? It really wasn't hard. Okay. Um, you know, that found. reminds me of uh, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. I have a fr a friend, a girlfriend of mine, who uh, teaches yoga. And the past couple of weeks, they've been bringing Girl Scouts in for, you know, a little field trip to take some. She does. She teaches goat yoga. So it's cute. All these goats. You do yoga with goats. You ever hear of that? I, I have. It sounds insane. <laughs> they anyway. have goat farms here in Israel. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Anyway, she, the last couple of weeks, uh, two Girl Scout troops have come in and there were boys in the Girl Scouts. Boys who I, that demanded to be in the Girl Scouts, who apparently, I guess, identified as females. She could not believe it. I, she, I tried to get her to take a picture of the boy in the Girl Scout. But he can't do that. Yes. What do you mean? There was a whole big thing about this years ago. Girl Scouts can now be into Boy Scouts. And the Boy I know, Scouts, but you can't be taking a picture of the kids. Oh, that part. You'll yeah, get caught, well, man. You'll, that'd be right. a problem. Isn't that insane? What, what parent would let their – obviously, he's whatever. Okay. It's just related to your story. <laughs> How? Because uh, he didn't want to be a Boy Scout just like you, oh. but he wanted to be a Girl Scout. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Not quite the same thing, but okay. <laughs> well, at, at least their driver doesn't have narcolepsy. Excuse me, Mr. Scout Leader, wake up. <laughs> hey, ha have you seen any more Bible movies uh, since our last show? Oh, I've been trying to find them, but I found some. But then, you know, then, like you said, it's tricky. Then, like, the first, then once they mention Jesus, I'm like, exit out. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah, I had a hard time. So, so, uh, uh, have you seen Jesus Christ Superstar? <laughs> no, no. It's got a great soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but I did finish the book of Samuel and I finished the book of Jeremiah. Thanks to you, because I watched the movie with Patrick Dempsey. I started reading the book of Daniel. Thanks to you. Oh, great. Great. Wait till you get to the part where he's tripping on acid about all the visions. It's insane. I can't wait. We'll discuss it after this break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, 
You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany is but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel. Phantom Nation, every Monday. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio, where we just learned the tragedy and the the emotional scars that uh, Matt Zucker has received because of the Boy Scouts. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, that was a great story. Just the fact that his Boy Scout master had narcolepsy and he's driving children around. It's just, they would never, nowadays, you know, that would never happen. Back when we were kids, who cares? Oh, he's got narcolepsy. Don't worry. Just put a seatbelt on. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and a crash helmet. It was a Lincoln Continental. I mean, the thing was a tank. Nothing would happen to you. That's right. Yeah, Lincoln, man. Lincoln t- Continental. Anyway, I know that we ended uh, talking uh, real quickly about, uh, you know, that you're reading the book of uh, Daniel. So and I, and I mentioned the trippy part on acid. I do have a story here, which you're going to love. You're going to love this story. So, uh uh, this happened in Florida. Actually, it happened ar- near where I was at. I was around uh, Orlando last week. Said Florida bride and the caterer served marijuana lace food to all their guests. <laughs> um, it says a 42-year-old Florida bride and her 31-year-old caterer were accused of serving food laced with marijuana. And they were arrested on Monday following an investigation by the uh, Seminole County Sheriff's Office. Both women were charged with tampering, culpable negligence, delivering of marijuana, and just also charged with just having the greatest wedding of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Why would they do that? I I don't know, but it's really funny because the investigators were interviewing some of the guests. So it says investigators said in arrest uh, an affidavit that the guests began feeling ill and uh, mm-hmm. it says uh, around 30 to 40 people attended the, via- the event. They had to go to the hospital. I don't know what kind of – this must have been like amazing pot. Um, it said several people said they started to feel stoned. Um, and then here's one person. <laughs> it says here a detective wrote in the report that a guest said uh, that they had not been warned about the lace food. <laughs> Like before you come to the wedding, uh, you know, uh, thank you for coming to my wedding. Just let you ever know there's uh, there is pot in the uh, steak, fish and chicken. <laughs> I'm just warning everyone. Um, but here's here's the funniest thing. Uh, where was it? Where was it? It says here. Uh, well, it was in some of the they sampled some of the foods. So it was in chocolate covered strawberries, pudding shot desserts, lasagna, pot lasagna were collected. They tested it. Um, and it said here one man told deputies. I was having a hard time operating my cell phone, and I knew something was wrong. <laughs> I, I was feeling kind of groovy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, he couldn't operate his cell phone. Hey, man, what's up with this lasagna, bro? My my phone is, is has trails. <laughs> why would you do that? It, it it didn't say why they did it, but they got arrested for it. <laughs> but it, that just sounds like a great wedding to go to. You would love that wedding, right? You would totally go. Would you? Yeah, yeah, in a second. In a second. I'd like to know ahead of time, though. 
Oh, okay. So you fault them for not warning the guests. Well, you know, I mean, because oh, that I, that could be a little bit freaky, you know. Why do I feel? Why do I feel this way? Why do I? Why? Why do my fingers? Why? Do, why? Why are my my teeth tingling? <laughs> so listen. Speaking of speaking of uh, marijuana, this comes out of the <laughs> Jerusalem Post. Oh, okay. Uh, it, you know, this person has been sitting around waiting to write this headline for a while. Am Yisrael high? Like H I Evo, Evo exhibits uh, it shows connection between Jews and weed, and I'm not even sure what Evo is. It's like uh, some Jewish uh, institute for Jewish research or something. And the exhibit displays texts and artifacts tracing the connection, some speculative and most very real between Jews and weed. I mean, wait, I don't know a menorah bong <laughs> that has like eight eight little little pipes all the one hit things on there it's like a history of like a whole like thing about jews and weed and this ought to go to the philadelphia museum (laughs) (laughs) next to the chair and the missile a bong a bong menorah that is awesome my god you can have eight people smoking out of the menorah is that is that the concept no you just get eight lights Eight crazy lights. Eight crazy lights. Oh man. my god! So they he made so this story was like uh, they were like weed and Jews, the history of weed and Jews. <laughs> yeah, that and, it and it's and my understanding is a, a museum dis, museum display about it. Oh, and here's like a seder plate with uh, uh, the greens and the bitter herbs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we should have done that on the Passover edition. I did not know about it. Hey, listen, I'll tell you. It's, I think the uh, the, Wait, the this, exhibits this... in New York. You can go there and take oh. some pictures. Oh, so it's an exhibit just with yeah. weed and history of weed and Jews. <laughs> Is there like a picture of Moses uh, lighting up a, a spliff before he goes into the desert? <laughs> Come on, follow me, dudes. Hey, listen, man. You know the incense they used to burn in the temple? <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Hey man, who wants to slaughter this Corbin, dude? Oh, that is. So there's a whole article. This came up in the Jerusalem Post. Oh God. Yeah, is... not exactly. Listen, you know, I mean, I could really could care less about the weed thing, give or take. I mean, everyone, you know, <laughs> smokes it here, but it's not really one of the things I want to like have a museum display about my people. <laughs> oh come on, man! You love it. You know it. I will it's... never admit to that. Okay. <laughs> oh, it does. By the way, it does say that uh, uh, according to Orthodox Judaism, smoking marijuana for pleasure is not kosher, but smoking it for medicinal reasons is kosher. And I'm calling BS on that because I know a lot of Orthodox people <laughs> <laughs> who don't have their license. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, oh, so we finally have uh, the people that are actually listening that are uh, listening to the show. Did I mention that? I know I made up countries, but now I actually have the countries. Guess who's listening, Matt? I know you can Zimbabwe. see. Zimbabwe. Uh, close. Is Algeria next to Zimbabwe? Because Algeria no. is listening. Same Isn't continent. It? Oh, okay. See? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, and guess who else is listening? China! Hello, China! They're doing their opposition research. Opposition research. Yeah. Hey, and speaking of all the marijuana talk, we have Jamaica, man. Hello, Jamaica. We love the marijuana, man. <laughs> Jamaica's listening. Uh, Africa. It just says Africa. What country in Africa? 
Oh, South Africa. There, I see it. <laughs> Britain and the United States. Of course, Israel, my favorite country. Hey, speaking of the United Kingdom, so I mentioned that my daughter, we were in Florida for this international cheer competition, and in her division, the team that actually won uh, was uh, the United Kingdom cheerleading squad. Just Okay. Stupid. Just yeah, yeah Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you know, it's just you know, I'm not trying to change the world here. I just <laughs> I'm just sharing. Uh, but I, I'll brag a little bit about my daughter. They did. They placed eighth. My daughter's team is the eighth best cheerleading cheerleading squad in the world. Wow, in, that's in her, impressive. In her division and her age group. Yes, it was. I was. It was. It was unbelievable. It was just so exciting. Can she get a scholarship to college for this so that you don't have to pay a lot of money to have her brains turned into mush? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. So wait. Uh, so we're going to move on. I got I got Here's a sports story. Okay. You ready? Sports I'm ready. on Lighten Up. Um, this has to do with the uh, Chicago Cubs. So here. There apparently is a Chicago Cubs baseball player that when he comes to the plate, you know how uh, when you go to a baseball game, every player gets to pick their music? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So this guy, when I'll tell you his name, but this guy, when he comes to the plate uh, for the Chicago Cubs, uh, he walks up to the plate with the song, Thank You Hashem, blasts across Wrigley Field. Get out of town. Yes. It said, so fans have wondered if the journeyman outfielder who posted a photo of himself wearing tzitzit is a Jewish, is, is Jewish. His name is Rafael Ortega. See, please, let's call to the Torah, Rafael Ortega. <laughs> so it could be Jewish, but there's a ton, ton of South American Latin Jews. I, right. no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm at a, new, uh, a brother last night from Mexico City. No, right. No, I, I, I understand that. But uh, so here. So it continues. So it says uh, he has like a it says, uh, thank you. Hashem is a song by Haredi Orthodox recording artist that became a staple at, you know, from celebrations uh, on Twitter. Uh, someone on Twitter posted the video of him coming to the plate and they're playing. Thank you, Hashem. It says in September, Ortega posted a picture of his children holding a toy Lulav and Etra kits alongside a banner proclaiming happy Sukkot. Um, and then and, and he wrote hashtag Baruch Hashem. Uh, and um, what else did he have? He had. Uh, oh, it says the most recent post by Ortega's wife is a photo of matzah, a Spanish translated chumish and and a picture of Kadem grape juice. <laughs> so you're thinking <laughs> you're so you're thinking, oh, this guy's, uh, you know, he's, he must be Jewish. <laughs> he's not. He's not a Jew. Ortega's posts reveal that they embrace many of the tenets of Messianic Judaism. Are they? Are they? Are they um, Jews for Jesus? I don't know. It just says uh, he's Christian. He just the most famous constituent. Well, Jews for Jesus is a part of, I guess, their little thing. But it just says that uh, trans that uh, Juan. No, what's his name? Raphael. Um, it said, where did it say? It's, it says screenshot. It says, OK, because uh, bah, 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 here we go. It looks Jewish. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, it said the giveaways in Ortega's case are his references to Yahweh. Uh, you know, he could be a Seventh Day Adventist because they are Christian, but they follow the Jewish Bible. They observe their Sabbath is Saturday, and they're 
Gentile, but they observe all the all the laws of the Torah. It's crazy. Well, anyway, so but he also refers to Yeshua, which is what they call JC. Anyway, he's not really Jewish, but you know he, he's you know I appreciate him uh, you know saying that. But cultural it's just appropriation. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it would be funny, you know, just that uh, you know. Hey, uh, I want Time's to up, it. man. Time's up. We're off the air. Hi, I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound, the most essential, and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Lighten Up, everybody, right here on Israel News Talk Radio for our final segment of the week. Another fast hour, huh, Stephen? Oh, my. I didn't even realize I was talking and talking that we got cut off the air. I don't even know if people heard when I was talking about Rafael Ortega thanking Hashem for his home run. So I'm repeating the joke. <laughs> See? <laughs> he wears tzitzit. Yeah. He wears hey, honey, tzitzit. can you wash my tzitzit for me? Gracias. I can't believe he wears tzitzit. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you. I had a tzitzit accident yesterday. I was cleaning up. And for our listeners, again, who don't know, um, tzitzit are the things that they, they're uh, fringes that Jews are commanded to wear on the four corners of their clothing. So so some observant Jews wear them under their shirt and they have four four seat seat hanging out around them so yesterday i was using uh i was doing some yard cleanup and i Uh-oh. had one of those vacuums you know the uh. handheld things my seat seat got sucked up into the vents and i'm like <laughs> getting eaten by the yard vacuum <laughs> that that i knew you were going to tell me that because that has happened to me every time I use a leaf blower. And Are then, you kidding me? It's exactly what happened. I'm using my, like a my leaf seat, blower. It gets sucked up, and then oh, and then I panic, and it takes me like 15 minutes to get it pulled out and unknotted. Oh my god, it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably if you're doing yard work or you're using like a blower, or don't don't wear that. It gets sucked in every time because if you bring it too close to your side of the hip, it just. It's like you know if you wore a tie and it gets jipped and you get and you get jerked into the, the to the uh, to the blower. Oh yep, yeah, but it freaked you out, man. Right? It's like, yeah, because you're like, what, what what's going on? And you're like, ah, my seat seat. I'm, I'm new with this. What can I tell you? All right, so listen, I have to get these couple of stories in before this episode wraps up. Okay, go ahead. Uh, this actually came to me. You you've been on an Israeli Cools page before, right? Uh, yes, I, I think I took one story from there once. I, right. Well, anyway, I like to, I like to, I like to frequent it because yeah, the, the the brother has some good stuff. Uh, some of it's funny, most of it's not. But every now and then he gets a gem. <laughs> okay. Gets a gem like the Jordanian Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Stopped at the Israeli border. <laughs> some guy, some dude, in uh, a woman's head covering and outfit. And his wife's passport tried to cross over into Israel from Jordan. <laughs> was he, and you was, see the picture. The the 
dude is the dude is just ugly, but he's like in women's <laughs> clothes. He's in women's clothes. But here's the funny thing: is his wife is actually uglier. Oh. <laughs> Wait, was she with him? So they were trying to like two women crossing the border. No, no. He he was going to visit people. I guess he was going to see some of his cousins in you know in some, in the Samaria area, and okay. so he tried to cross over into. Israel wearing women's clothes and his wife's passport. And so he got caught because the guy looks nothing like his wife or a, a woman. And so the, uh, the beard gave funny. away. Yes. So uh, a source of the border crossing said uh, his body language, which was rather masculine, acu- uh, uh, aroused suspicion. <laughs> so, How does body language arouse him? That's funny. So, he he told interrogators that he put on the disguise as he did not want his entry through an Israeli crossing to be on record. And he basically was no malicious intent. He just didn't want people to know he was going into Israel. <laughs> Why? His 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 uh, his uh, his his bowling league will uh, will kill him. <laughs> right. Right. You went into Israel. Why are you going to Israel for? So he can't be known to go into Israel. So he took his wife's passport. He figured he'd let them think his wife went into Israel. <laughs> Does he have a beard? No, but his wife does. <laughs> I think it was, his body language was very masculine, especially when he was started to pose and flex his muscles. <laughs> especially, when, especially when it went, went over to pee. Like, hey, what's up yeah. with that lady? <laughs> yeah, why that lady is uh, not? She's standing, not squatting. Very strange. Oh my oh. gosh. And so then, they called her the the Jordanian Mrs. Doubtfire, the, was she like well, housekeeper. I think yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was this really cool little moniker for her. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy said, "What's more, it's so funny." He being caught in a in a women's clothing with your wife's passport is not as embarrassing as them knowing you went into Israel. I know that actually is worse. Now he's going to go back, and now he's he's definitely going to get uh, he's going to get crap from his bowling team. <laughs> you think they have bowling in Jordan? Oh yeah, it's a big sport. It's huge, it's huge. So, and then I got a great story from your neck of the woods, Pittsburgh, okay. Pennsylvania. Ah, okay. Uh, somebody got busted. Stealing Judaica from basically, he's a burglar, breaks into people's homes yeah. and steals Jewish items. <laughs> Just Jewish items? Just Jewish items. It, was, he, like, was he a Jewish burglar? No. The guy's not Jewish. He's like, I don't know. Maybe he's like Jew curious. <laughs> what did he steal from people? Uh, let me see. He, he stole hamsas, you know, which are like the hand, it looks like a hand sort yeah. of, yeah. you know, um, he, uh, flags. He stole uh, pins, um, menorahs, the, books, menorahs, family <laughs> photos. He took. Well, I, I I need the I need a picture of a Jewish family so bad in my house. I'm gonna take theirs. <laughs> oh my! He's stealing. A, he stole a picture. He, st- he tell the cops he stole a picture of my son's bar mitzvah. <laughs> but but listen. So but here's the thing. It just gets more and more interesting because you know uh, according to the Pittsburgh Jewish Chronicle, um, the <laughs> guy used a variety of methods 
to gain entry into the homes. He posed as a contractor, a landscaper, an HVAC technician, a gynecological resident. What does that mean? Hi, I'm your new neighbor and I'm a gynecologist. Yes. uh, Let me me into your house. I'm I'm, I'm here for a pap smear. (laughs) (laughs) And some filter fish. So who lets these... Who lets this guy into their house? I mean, like, who doesn't know they didn't call an HVAC tech or uh, a contractor? I'll tell you who. The same people who are trying to steal missiles from Israel (laughs) to America. It's probably them. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so funny. Hi. uh, Yes, I'm HVAC guy. Uh, You called? Uh, No, we didn't. Yes, you did. You did call. Uh, uh, Okay, come on in. Oh, I notice uh, you have uh, some menorahs over there and some Torah books. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, are you kidding me? That is like the most bizarre, ridiculous. He used he used a false name to post to a private Jewish Pittsburgh Facebook group and pretended either to be Jewish or to be interested in converting in order to snoop in houses, it said, to determine what he wanted to steal. He also attended Jewish community functions until rabbis began expressing concern over his behavior. Oh, I wonder what his behavior was like. Don't let him into the shul. All your books will be gone. <laughs> they got a lot of Judaica stuff. It's like fascinating. He didn't even try to like fence it. So he admitted it right away. How'd he get caught? What happened? Does it say? Uh, they, they got, by accident, they were in his house for something else. And they're like, hmm, hey, what's this? <laughs> That's funny. You've got all these menorahs. You don't look Jewish. (laughs) I I bet you the guy had some like past life that he was, you know, this this is what the last two years of covid and lockdowns have done to people. (laughs) Everyone is a mental defective (laughs) going around, breaking into people's house, telling people you're a gynecologist so you can go steal menorahs and photos of Jewish people. (laughs) That is insane. That's it's like unbelievable. It really is. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, I don't understand the world. Well, but at least he's not hurting Jews, right? He's just robbing yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better than getting beat up. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. Here, I've got something from the Australian Jewish News. Rabbis talk climate change. Oh, yeah. It says Jewish law has a lot to say about the importance of managing risk to human life, which is particularly relevant for the challenges climate change poses. Uh, No, it doesn't. (laughs) This is hysterical. It says the Rabbinical Council of Victoria uh, had this big conference uh, with rabbis and rabbetsons. They had a workshop about halachic. And and, of, and 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 climate change and how the Torah is all about climate change. And you know who else was at this uh, conference? This is hysterical. The Jewish Climate Network. <laughs> is that like the, Jew- the is that Jewish like the Jewish Climate Network? Yeah, that is that, that's like the, the weather channel for Jews. <laughs> and they just talked about how important how the Torah talks about climate change. I'm like, and no, it doesn't. And how that the Torah, they relate that the Torah, how it talks about, you know, how in the Torah it says, Never put yourself at risk in danger, okay? So, but basically, you're not supposed to rely on miracles. So, for an example, don't walk in a bad neighborhood with a wad of $1,000 screaming that you have $1,000 in a bad neighborhood. That is being stupid. You're going to get robbed. You're going to get hurt. So the Torah says don't do stupid things like that and don't rely on God to protect you. But these guys are taking that 
and, and making it towards climate change that don't walk outside your house because you, you might get killed by the weather. That's that's what the Torah means. I mean, it's just it's this is don't, don't talk about anti-Semitism or bringing Jews closer to Yiddishkeit or Israel. You know, let's talk about climate change in the Torah. <laughs> you know, they, George, uh, George Carla used to do a bit about that. Like, oh. believe it or not, and that guy was a genius, right? He's he had this bit about like uh, we're never going to ruin the earth. The earth will get rid of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so their whole big thing was getting solar panels. So all these rabbis were like, hey, Matt, you got to get a solar panel, and it's the greatest thing a uh, synagogue's ever done. Yeah, I don't think Hillel and Shammai were debating solar panels in the Talmud, okay? All made in China. <laughs> they were all made in China. All yeah. Made in China. Oh. Well, let's tell you what. Uh, but I love them. I love our people. And I love you too, Stephen. I love you too, and thank you so much. I can't believe the show's over. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another sh- episode of Lighten Up. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 